Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we tackle our most pervasive fears with truth, because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We would love to connect with you online. Just visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Slattery. And I'm Kimmy Miller. And today we want to talk about the need that we often feel to have a safety net. And why is it we often find it easier to trust Christ with our eternal life than it is our day-to-day challenges? Is that ever true for you? I think there's something of a control freak inside all of us. We don't like feeling out of our element, so to speak, but that is precisely where God tends to lead us, to places that are so beyond us, our abilities and wisdom, that we are forced to rely on Him. That's a frightening but freeing and empowering place to be. You know, I saw this probably one of the best examples of this years ago when I joined my husband and I, daughter and I joined the church we attended. They went on a mission trip to El Salvador and we spent time serving in an orphanage. And when we were there, so there's 18 on our team, like it was a really massive mission team and they served us lunch. And it was like, it was It was like a buffet. I mean, it was, we had soda and salad and fish and just anything you could think of. And our pastor tried to pay them for this because that would have been, you know, feeding 18 people, especially in El Salvador, where some people live off of, I think it's considered middle class if you have $400 a month. So this would have been a huge expense. And the orphanage, mother and father, they're like, no, no, this is good. This is, this was all donated. So the community had donated the lunch and they said, God always provides. And then he shared, I I think my memory might be wrong, but I believe they said it was like 3000 a month to run this orphanage, which again, in El Salvador, that would have been a large chunk of money. They sheltered 30 girls. So that is a huge expense. And just the weight of that, like if it had been me, the weight of that, I think would have been crippling. And I would have wanted three months of expenses paid and in the bank. And they were just like, you know what? God always provides. And I left thinking and wondering, first, I was just amazed, one, by their faith, two, that God did always provide. Like this orphanage was thriving and they were able to give so generously without hindrance, just completely like here, here's this, this banquet for you. And then I had to ask myself, have I ever been in that place? I mean, I I talk about surrender and trusting God for big things. And and I, there've been times when I've had to do that, but have I ever been in that place where if, if he doesn't give me my meal tomorrow, if he doesn't give, or like when, when my daughter was in our home, if he doesn't give our family food for tomorrow, that we're going to be in big trouble. And that just really resonated with me to think of the intimacy and the trust and then the confidence and the freedom that that couple had because they were willing to say, Jesus, I'm going to rely on you completely. It's so good to think that way. And I, as I was listening to you, Jennifer, I'm thinking, how many times have I missed out on seeing God's provision in something because I was already coordinating and working it out and putting my safety net in place. 
Yeah. You know, I, I think about too, think about the disciples. And so last episode, we talked kind of about that big surrender when Matthew left his money, his booth to follow Jesus, but that wasn't the only time he had to surrender. And that wasn't the only time that he needed to rely on God. And so Jesus, he had experienced rejection in Nazareth. So his hometown twice. And then he shifted his ministry to other areas in Galilee. And scripture said that he traveled through all the towns, all the villages, teaching and preaching the good news of God's kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. And then there among the masses, the hurting, the impoverished, the sick spiritually and physically, he was moved to compassion because he said the people, they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. But then, so he sees this big need, right? And and it, it just breaks his heart. It grieves him. And so what does he do? He turns to his disciples. And first he told him to pray that God would raise up more workers to share God's light and life in the dark world. And then he called his 12 disciples to him. So he's like, okay, I see a problem. Y'all, you're going to be part of the solution. And so he gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And I love that line. Christ gave them the authority to shatter the darkness in their world with his light. And Kimmy, would you mind reading actually starting in Matthew? chapter 10, verse 7. Sure. So I'm reading from the ESV translation, but picking up in verse 7, it says, as you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Do not take gold, silver, or copper in your belts, no bag for the journey or an extra tunic or sandals or staff for the workers deserves his provisions. You know, when you said that, I, I thought about that orphanage in El Salvador when Jesus said, freely, you've received, freely give. I think when we're when we're stingy or when we are afraid to really trust God with whatever he's calling us to do, trusting him to be what we need and to give us what we need, I think it, it demonstrates that we maybe think we we serve a God of scarcity, a God of insufficiency. Like we're like, okay, God, I guess I trust you. Yes, you're the creator of the universe. But you know what? In this area right here, I'm just not sure you're going to be enough. And so I'm going to get everything kind of worked out so that I don't have to rely on you. Yes, I have done that. I can relate to that. And so I'm feeling a little convicted, even as you speak, Jennifer, <laughs> but it's good, right? We need, we need to be reminded of these things because those thoughts can be so subtle. Um. But we need someone to kind of, as you just did, call us out on those things. I have a good friend who reminded me, um, we can't sharpen ourselves. That's why we need each other to remind us of these truths. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. 
Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. I loved how, you know, Christ gave them authority. So he gave them authority over evil, over sickness, over disease, and he has the authority to give. And I think we need to, whatever he's calling us to, walk in the authority that he's already given us. We're not coming in our own. And I think sometimes that's challenging when he calls us maybe to launch a ministry or to step into a new area of service. Our thoughts often go to, well, what do I have? How am I sufficient? How am I equipped in this situation? And here he put the disciples in a place where there was no way they were going to cast out demons. Like he was giving them assignment that they were not qualified for. They didn't have the resources for. And he's like, you know what? Don't, don't stockpile before you go. And I'm giving you authority. Now walk in the authority that I have given you. So it's just really good for me to think more on that and to just meditate on that truth and how often in our preparation, Again, we're missing what God wants us to see, which is himself, right? And that truth, like you just said, Jesus gave them the authority to do these miraculous works. And he didn't want them to be consumed by thoughts of the practical and worried about, oh, gosh, I just spent my last dime. Where's the bread going to come from? We all know where the bread's going to come from, but <laughs> that's another that's another story in the Bible. But um, it's just interesting to me, and I, I do want to spend some more time thinking about that later, probably in my quiet time, of how oftentimes I'm consumed by the planning, the preparation, the putting things in place, that I, they're all distractions. They're all distractions from what God wants me to see. And I think we can take this example and even apply it to today by doing just that. I can say just as leading Holy Love Ministries, like I feel like that's kind of been a place God has continually called me to. And it's been frightening. Like when I, when I say, okay, we're going to go in this area. I, I believe God's calling us in this area and yet our provisions aren't there yet. And so I will wrestle with myself. Like, do I communicate? Yes, we're moving forward, even though I don't have all the pieces. And what if God doesn't show up? Will people be disappointed? Will you know, will will I look bad? Well, and I can get stuck in that place. And so I have to continually remind myself and, and I actually have to make the choice in that moment. I have to make a choice because sometimes I do hear God wrong, right? And I think that's a big, a big challenge. Is like, well, is God really calling me into this area? Is he really calling me? You know, do I really have the authority in this area? And when I have those questions rise up, I just say, you know what? God is a God of grace. This is what I believe he is saying. I am willing to look a fool. I am willing to disappoint someone and have that conversation later. If I did misunderstand God and it doesn't come through like I expect. And so I think it comes back to intimacy with him and prioritizing that above everything else. And I, and I wonder if that's kind of what anytime he, he puts us in a place where we are forced to rely on him, it just, well, let me, let me give another little story kind of outside the box, but my daughter periodically will send me texts that she wants me to make her banana bread. 
or something. And she's 23 and she's married and she can actually buy banana bread better than I can make it. But there's just something that, that endears her to me when she says to me, mom, will you make this for me? It's just this intimate, special moment. And I feel like God, the father and Jesus, our savior, when we're like, okay, Jesus, I need you in this moment. I'm walking with you right now with my eyes on you because I cannot do this apart from you. I think that just endears his heart towards us in a profoundly parental, tender way. That's beautiful. That's such a beautiful thought. You know, and I I love the idea too. Um, this kind of piggybacks on what I said earlier, but that Jesus sent them out in pairs. And Matthew, it's interesting. Matthew is really the only uh, recording of the actual pairs. If you look at the beginning of chapter 10, it tells you who was paired with whom. And I've always just read over that and not thought anything more about it. But as I was studying, one of the scholars pointed that out. And I just thought, oh, that's so interesting how they were paired. I didn't ever think like who was with who, which is funny because I often put myself in the story, but now I know who was with whom. (laughs) And so um, I just thought that was interesting and so important. You know, we often, if you're wondering why was, why did Jesus send them out in pairs? Well, one of the things that you may not be aware of is in the Old Testament, it was very important to have two witnesses. Um, And that was referenced in Deuteronomy, um, the account of two witnesses And also we're reminded even Jesus's words, right? Where two or more are gathered, I am with them. And so I just want us to take away from that. You're not alone and don't go at it alone. I think that's so important to remember that you want to have someone with you. Yes, Jesus, Holy Spirit, they're with you all the time. But God also said, it's not good for man to be alone. We're meant for community. We are meant to have that person, you know, right before, and I'll be a little vulnerable here, just before we jumped on this podcast, I had to share some things with Jennifer that I've been wrestling with. And it's so important to have that person that you can talk to that you know is going to listen and and hold up. Sometimes I feel like that other person holds up their shield of faith when you're too weary to hold it up on your own. And so they have that protection over you too, and they can battle for you on your behalf when you don't have the strength in yourself to do it. And I think it's great to have that other person with you to remind you of what happened, of what took place, because we're such forgetful creatures. We forget, I forget, I should speak for myself, I forget the faithfulness of God. And so it's so great to have someone who was there in that moment with me to remind me, but remember when God did this, remember how God did these things again, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And so to have that, that buddy with you to go out there and witness these things and encourage you and exhort you and um, convict you (laughs) as you did earlier, Jennifer, so important. And God knows that's what we need. And so there was, there was a purpose for him to send them out in pairs. Absolutely. Well, I think that's actually a great place to close. And I would just like to pray over that now. And especially for those who feel like, I don't know if I have anyone, I'm going to invite you to join me in prayer that God would show you who those people are, because he's probably already setting people up, whether it's online, because I know we're in a different world with COVID. And so I know some of you still are in in, in a place of, of maybe feels like isolation. So then pray that he'll show someone online. 
that can walk beside you or someone, if you're in your church body or a neighbor, but just, and that you would be alert to that and have the courage. It's frightening to link arms because the tighter our arms link, the more our rough edges are apparent. And so it's easy to want to pull back and say, you know, I'm not going to really walk through this with you, but like you said, Kimmy, we need each other. So I'm going to go ahead and pray now. Dear Father, thank you for loving us so very much. Thank you for inviting us, even more than serving you, just inviting us to rely on you, to know you better, to live more closely connected with you, to have a more intimate relationship with you. Lord, I do pray that you, for those who don't have a spiritual ally, that you would begin to raise that person up for them and that you would help them to be alert as to who that is and that you would give them the courage to push through their fears, to push through their insecurities and to develop those bonds that will help them as you prepare them for everything that's ahead. And as you do your work, you you love them through the other person and you love the other person through them. And Lord, thank you that you are a good, faithful, loving, attentive tender father who always knows what we need and who has promised to meet our needs. Lord Jesus, we love you as well for giving your life that we might live with you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening and just for walking this journey with us as we all together press closer to Jesus. If you haven't already done so, we would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, then you won't miss a single episode and make sure to rate it. That encourages us and it helps others to find it. Share it with your friends. Until next time, may you live as one who truly has been set free. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.